Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Serious X and Channel 80, What's up, Fred? ESPN2, ESPNU. What's up, kid? Good Monday morning, brother. How you doing? Man, good to see you. <laughs> Don't, see, now, now, now the show's going to be derailed again. Because we're doing no, that. No, it's not. We're at, the top. It. we're at the top, man. We're yeah, all right. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing we more got than twelve. Five. We got we got 12 minutes on this particular block. We're yeah, good. Yes, we do. And especially when it comes to a guy, speaking of somebody being on the block, it's a great word you just used. Because we talk about Kyrie Irving and that whole narrative being on the block with him. James Harden and that narrative is not going to cease. Because he's been terrific for the Philadelphia 76ers. And there's always going to be a yeah, but because we've seen his playoff struggles. We've heard about his playoff struggles. We've experienced the playoff struggles involving James Harden. And you look at what the 76ers are trying to do. The worst thing that can happen to them right now, Key, is the fact that Boston and Milwaukee are up there. And no one believes that Philadelphia, no matter how great Joel Embiid plays or how great James Harden has to play, will be able to overcome that and keep that from being the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Harden obviously – in this situation has not had great playoff performances, uh, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe because it's undoing to him on his own self by performing so high in the regular seasons, and then it takes a dip in the postseason, or he's out there as a long ranger and not having his castmates with him, and so he's trying to carry the load, whatever the case may be. But I could tell you this, if they don't, advance in the playoffs and he makes a decision that he wants to test the marketplace and free agency, then, you know, I know we had a conversation about Kyrie in the Lakers in the past. Does this, does this fit? Hmm. Is it, could could Harden wind up looking out West where he's from? Could Mm -hmm. that be, uh, opportunity for him. I mean, he is a Southern California guy. Yes, he is. Does he fit? Does he fit with a LeBron James? I mean, he could certainly run the offense. He's certainly a shooter. What does LeBron always like to have around him? Shooters. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from it. I'd rather have James Harden, me personally, okay, than I would Kyrie. Why? With the Lakers. Why? I just think I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just something different about his, his ability, and I think his. His his leadership looks different to me. It looks hmm. different. Okay. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, Yates. You know, what I'll, do you think? Alan Yates was a resident Philadelphia fan, Philadelphia 76ers fan, a Joel Embiid apologist, and complete hater on Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I got all that there. Uh, you weigh in on this because that's your team. I mentioned it. Keys mentioned it, that he trusts James Harden's leadership if the Lakers have to go out to somebody between James Harden and Kyrie Irving, and I think he's played terrific but I want to see it in the playoffs. Alan, this is your team. What do you think about James Harden? I mean, I'm personally a little biased about James Harden. I always felt like he got the short end of the stick from the time when he was in Houston. Okay. Because, you know, Houston Harden, we saw him getting 30, 40, 50, 60 every night. But the version that we see now is more of the, the playmaker. Thunders Harden where he was getting his 20 points, but he's creating opportunities. He's averaging 10 assists, mm-hmm. and he's he's – creating more opportunities for people anyway. So I like this version of Harden. You know, he's hockey assist. We love that. It's not a stat that we can tangibly look at, but okay. I could, like the approach that Harden is having because he's getting everybody involved. Could he fit in with the Lakers and LeBron and AD? 
Could he fit in with that? He could because he's a he's a pass first scorer. If that makes sense, it does. Some guys are scoring first, and they pass only when they have to. Yeah, he's, he's like, always looking to find somebody else unless the play is directly called for him. He don't get enough credit for for running and initiating offense the way that because we hear his his name James Harden and we think scoring Mohawk, all that stuff. But he's an incredible passer and setter up of people. Mohawk, you mean the beard? <laughs> yeah, beard, frohawk, that whole joint, you know. Yeah, but I, but <laughs> I'm glad I, you uh, explained that. I do though. I I I kind of like him as a fit. Just for some weird reason, what if Kyrie decides he's going to go to Phoenix? Mm-hmm. And as that opening, if we don't sign DeAndre Russell, I'm, I don't know, and I, I don't know, I should have probably did the research on this. Okay. But I would think that economically, similar to Kyrie, the money's going to be about the same. It's going to be probably north of $200 million and slightly in there. So I don't even know, and Harden's made a good deal of money on and off the court, that he would – value winning a championship or chasing a championship toward the end of his career as a as still a hot commodity opposed to caring about still trying to get the full amount of payday because if they don't advance hard in the playoffs or, or, or far in the playoffs or hard or far in the playoffs I would think that Doc's name will surface on being out there as potential firing uh, MB probably be disappointed and maybe wanting to get out of there. And then you got James Harden who can walk. So that's why I bring up the Lakers, not just because I'm a Laker fan. I just know that they're looking for a certain thing in L.A. and LeBron's looking for a certain thing in L.A. And this thing might be a James Harden or a Kyrie Irving. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Speaking of Harden's future, Daryl Morey, 76ers president, when he was on Sports with Kevin DeGandhi, he talked about an answer to the question, what is James Harden's future if it's in or outside of Philadelphia? Specifically with James Harden, he took a pay cut this uh, offseason, and he could test the market as a free agent this offseason. H- how much would the success of this postseason and gelling with Embiid play a role on his future in staying in Philly? I know he's just focused on this season and not, not the offseason, but I know that he's focused on winning the championship. He's going to be wherever he feels like he has the best chance. Uh, obviously, his pairing with Embiid is very, very good, uh, and we feel like it's a great pairing for the long term. I never want to tell grown people what to do, but when you're the perfect Robin right now to the Batman as Joel Embiid, I don't think James Harden should be chasing another team in terms of being the dude again. I'm not trying to get into a whole ego thing here, Key, because when you're used to being the dude, and you got to take a back seat, but he's been able to do it. He did it with Brooklyn until he got injured, and Kevin Durant got injured, and Kyrie Irving and that whole thing in Brooklyn. He's done it really, really well now at Philadelphia. But if they don't advance in the playoffs, we know who's getting the blame. It's not going to be Joel Embiid. It's not going to be Doc Rivers so much. It's going to be James Harden. Oh, once again, on a team, can't get it done in the playoffs, can't win a championship. Maybe he has to come to grips that being a second banana is a lot better for his career and winning a ring and still getting paid than trying to worry about being the dude if he decides to go somewhere else outside of Philadelphia once he becomes a free agent in the summer. Well, if you listen to Daryl Morey, Morey right there, he said that if you listen to him closely, he said he's focused in on winning a championship. And he's focused in on winning a championship wherever it's at. So mm. what is that? Mm. You want to go back and you want to hear it again? You want to you listen to it again? Yeah, play it again. Alan play Yates, play that it. again, Yates. 
specifically with James Harden. He took a pay cut this uh, offseason, and he could test the market as a free agent this offseason. How much would the success of this postseason and gelling with Embiid play a role on his future in staying in Philly? I know he's just focused on this season and not not the offseason, but I know that he's focused on winning the championship. He's going to be wherever he feels like he has the best chance. Right uh, obviously, his pairing with Embiid is very, very good. You hear that? Yeah, he, he, He's going to be focused in on wherever he feels uh, he's winning a championship. It's as if he knows something. As, as if, yeah, as if he kind of knows mm-hmm. something. And so when I hear that, I'm like, okay, let me pause for a minute. So if it ain't winning it in Philadelphia, he's going to go somewhere to try to win a championship because that's his focus is to getting a championship. So it goes back to what I was saying about the opportunity to maybe – Come back to L.A., and I know the come back to L.A. thing is always coming up with of L.A. Course. guys. Uh-huh. Shocking. Uh, guys that live in L.A., have been from L.A. and went somewhere else to play, they always want to come back to try to, whether it's a Westbrook or whoever the case is. I think he fits perfect with A.D. and LeBron, and he doesn't have to be the main guy. And he's still going to get bomb credit if they was to win a championship. <laughs> That's the most important issue to me. Because if you're going, and I hate the term ring chasing, because why would you not want to go somewhere and win a championship? That's yeah, I'm not ring, ring chasing. Chase. Yeah. I'm going to chase right now. I just don't oh like, my God, right. yes. I, I just don't like the term. I don't mind guys going out to championships. It doesn't mean you're a ring chaser or a stats compiled and all these other idiotic terms but that people try to throw it, out there. After a while, though, Freddie, if you tried it one way and it's not working, you got to oh, try it another way. Right. No, I you get it. You just have to. Yeah, no, I'm not disputing that. You're completely right, Key, on that one. But I don't mind somebody wanting to get a championship. That I, I just hate the term ring chasing because there's a negative connotation to it. That just bugs the living that's daylights out of it, me. That, that's because you, you're listening to people that have never chased a ring ever. Can't dispute that. Never, yeah, no, ever, yeah, no. ever. Anybody, uh-huh. anybody that has never chased a ring, don't listen to them. Because if you're an athlete – You've always chased rings. And I understand Dame is, is, is an outlier in this situation because that's what he decided he was going to do. But in the end, he's chasing a ring. It's just in Portland. We'll see if James Harden can get that ring and trying to chase it in Philadelphia or somewhere else. Real quick, Dale in Wisconsin at 888-729-3776. Has something to say about James Harden. Dale, what you got, my friend? Well, I just wanted to say thanks to Keyshawn for being an awesome broadcaster and uh give them props because your show is right up there with pti and i wanted your thoughts on hey wait i'm young for the sixers in the playoffs if harding became more of a ball hog and dished the ball second what your thoughts on that would be if they have a more of a push that that's a good question i'll my answer and key i'll let i'll defer to you after this my answer is the way that they play and Joel Embiid being your your main guy and everybody else flowing off of that, that gives the Sixers a better chance because we saw what he did Saturday night versus the Boston Celtics. I know they lost that 15-point lead in the second half, but Joel Embiid, when he's doing his thing, everybody feeds off of that. Tobias Harris, he plays better. All those guys, James Harden, the same way. He shouldn't have to be more of a ball hog because if that means taking shots and touches away from Joel Embiid, that's not the best way for Philadelphia to advance and beat a potential Boston-Milwaukee team that they could face in the Eastern Conference semifinals. No, they, they should play the same way they're playing now in the postseason. Don't, I mean, don't change up what got you there. Uh, you know, it may, maybe there's a few more shots that's taken, but as far as being a ball hog, you don't, you don't want to 
you don't want to do that because now if you become in the ball hog, you become one-dimensional, mm-hmm. you now eliminate the rest of your teammates, including Joel Embiid. He's been in that situation before in the past. So you, you want everything, to, for the most part, to go through him. Joel Embiid was in the zone Saturday night despite losing to the Boston Celtics 110-107. to Don't blame him. He had 41 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 like assists. A song. Don't blame him. <laughs> he wasn't his fault. That's another song, too. The Monday Morning Roundup is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Always keep weighing in. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. With Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. And the New York Jets have a legend that is really worried that the Jets might be all in when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Well, I think he's going to end up back in Green Bay when it's all said and done. If I am the Jets, I'm not waiting to see if Carr is going to come to me. I'm going to go make the moves to try and get Aaron Rodgers. The number one spot I'm looking at right now, it's the Raiders. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Keyshawn, j will and max the podcast season boys and girls I think it's gonna be important to get through this week to take my uh, you know my isolation retreat just to be able to contemplate all things my future and what's isolation retreat? we're just going into a cave it's four nights of complete uh, darkness it's a darkness retreat so who said the prince of darkness would keep the jets in the dark He's Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman or Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as ESPN2 and ESPNU. In an interview on CBS Sports Radio, Hall of Famer Joe Kleck, who played for the New York Jets, just got it done to the Pro Hall of Fame. As you hear Keyshawn cackling in the background, he has some harsh words when it came to Aaron Rodgers. Number one, he does not see Rodgers as a fit with the Jets because the franchise is young. they got terrific young players. And he also said that in Green Bay, when Rodgers did not have the perfect arrangement, that's when he became condescending to his team. He said, Key, and I quote, I see a guy like Derek Carr who is an all-pro. He has not been an MVP, but he's had some great years. I just can't see them going after a guy that has had all his years and had his way. And then when it doesn't turn out his way, he goes dark. I just can't see it, end quote. 
I mean, there's some there's some truth to it. Um, but at the end, what is he supposed to do as a quarterback when the team felt it felt to him as the team wasn't trying to build it a certain way and wasting his years when they drafted all the way back to when they drafted Jordan Love. And the one thing why why you heard me uh chuckling in the in the background is because I'm looking at the highlights. And, and I was just thinking to myself uh-huh. on the Aaron Rodgers highlights. He's I'm watching it on television, and he's throwing darts. And it's highlights, obviously. It's not the whole game. But when you look at the highlights, ooh, she pretty. God. She just, <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it it's one of those deals where it's like, man, I like him. And it's almost like it made me laugh because Yates will know, you know, and, and you to some degree – I know you you married, so I don't want to get you in trouble. But when the, you know <laughs> the instant, the insta, no, I'm saying when you know they show little Instagram pictures, and you see the pictures online, and you're like, man, she pretty. Like, but then in the end, you know, it's only showing certain parts yes. of the face. You know, right. and you don't know what's in the brain or whatnot. And that's how I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, man, he's throwing the ball so pretty, boy. He just everything. So how can you not, if you're the Jets front office and organization, when you're looking at that film? Sit back and say to yourself, I know we're young, but that's gonna push us over the top. Now, what's the what is your plan? Is your plan the next two seasons, mm-hmm. twenty-four months, mm-hmm. or is your plan the next six years? Because if your plan is the next six years, then he probably isn't the right fit. Yes. But if your plan is the next twenty-four months, two seasons, then he's probably the right fit. One of the things about more than ever before, the NFL is a second-by-second league. Key, you know this. Covering the sport, played in the sport, especially now, where if you believe you're a quarterback away, there's no such thing as a three-, four-, five-year plan. It has to be a 2023 plan. And if the New York Jets believe that Aaron Rodgers will bring them to that step that they feel they know they are missing, then they're going to be all in on Aaron Rodgers. If they believe that Derek Carr is going to be their guy, if he's enough of a quarterback, that they don't want to take a chance at Aaron Rodgers, by the way, full disclosure, and Roger ain't going anywhere. He's not giving him $60 million and the power and stroke he has in that organization just to start over the New York Jets, essentially. He's not doing that. He loves himself some Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to love himself some Aaron Rodgers going somewhere else. But, but see, if, but see, Freddie, if, right, so you say, full disclosure, he's not going to do it. I don't believe he's going to do it. Wherever he goes, he's going to get the $60 million, or 58 and change, wherever he goes. He's going to get his money. Do you think a team's no. going to sign up on that? That's $60 million to Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's, that's the quarterback market. There's nothing. you got to pay him what he's due. Derek Carr is going to cost you 40 plus. You got to pay. It's the, it's, the, it's the marketplace. Again, I'll say it again. He's really pretty. <laughs> Back to that purdy thing again. Oh man, it's just how you you and, and, and you sit there and you look at him, and for all that, the he's going dark and he's gonna cave and okay, whatever he can do. And you say he loves him some Aaron Rodgers. If you in New York, you are gonna hear Aaron Rodgers all day long. So you, if you're Aaron Rodgers, my name is gonna be popping. All day long. Not, so I'm going to get a chance to read about myself, hear people talk about me 24 hours, seven days a week. If it's true that he is that caught up in himself, then what other place to go other than New York? Why wouldn't I? Well, here, by the way, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, here's the difference why I don't think he would want that in New York. This is just me. 
when you have that kind of everybody at your beck and call and nobody criticizes you in the local market in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy that anybody that speaks out against him, he gets sensitive really, really quick. It wasn't even, what, two weeks ago before he decided to go into that dark cave and that Prince of Darkness thing where he called out Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network and Adam Schefter for ESPN saying what he's going to do in the future. He says, and he's, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I know those guys do a great job, but they don't know blank. And if he's like that with national guys, and you played in New York, what is that going to be like where things aren't going well one week and the New York media is going to be on him like a dog on a bone compared to but, Green Bay? But but when he spoke about this a couple weeks ago, what he's saying is they don't know anything, but they're not getting it from me. If they're not getting it from me or my inner circle of three or four people that go on these retreats with me and talk with me privately and they're not getting it from us, then I don't know where they get the information from. There's nothing wrong with him saying that because I feel the same way. If you're not talking to me and you're talking to somebody outside of my core group of friends, you're not getting it from us. So whatever your uh, information is coming from and your sources is coming from, if you probably don't want to go with that. You probably want to talk to me before you go with it. That's essentially what Aaron Rodgers is saying. Yeah. And I understand you say, okay, so it falls into the sensitivity because he's going into New York. And no mm-hmm. matter what, they're going to do it in New York. Absolutely. They're going to put you on the front, the back, the side pages. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it all. Mm-hmm. They're going to follow you. They're going to do Okay, that's fine. That, that That's fine. And I think he personally could handle the New York situation. When he doesn't play well, they're going to beat him up and talk negative about him. But if he plays well. Oh, my God. It's pretty. I know. Ooh-wee. <laughs> it's back to that be thing, pretty. <laughs> that thing, they're going to be asking him to play 10 years. I'm just I'm just telling you. Yeah. Now, it's a lot to go get him, right? You got to no give up all this. And, mm-hmm. and Carr is sitting there. Can Carr do some of the same things that Aaron Rodgers can do for this particular team? I believe he can. So do I. But again. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to do you want a nine and a half or a five? That's where you you think they're across a five in this situation compared to Aaron Rodgers? Six, maybe. OK, five's mediocrity. He's better than mediocre. Six, than me. A six, a six. I'll give you a six. A six. a six. He's a six compared to a nine and a half. And that nine and a half, <laughs> you know, they're going to go. That thing, Freddie, you know, that thing, look different. There's a, you know, it looks different. I'm just telling you. No, believe me. There's a, there's a reason. You. There's a reason that people chase beauty. They want to look at something, you know. And, and Aaron Rodgers knows the power of beauty that he has. He knows it. The NFL knows it. He knows the NFL knows. And that's why a lot of people are wondering, hey, why the Jets doing this? It's because that seduction is so so difficult to turn away from. With a guy like Aaron Rodgers, no matter what you think of him, and we know I want to keep your job for you, so I'm not gonna say anything. Please don't, please don't. We know how pretty you think Aaron Rodgers is. Let, let's let, let's just leave it there. By the way, you can always help people affected by the Turkey earthquake. All you got to do is please visit RedCross.org/ESPN. That is RedCross.org/ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. With the pretty Keyshawn Johnson, I'm Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two, presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking Speaking of quarterbacks in the NFL that could be changing places, is that going to be the case for Lamar Jackson getting out of Baltimore? That's next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? 
They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. He is Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. So what is going to give when it comes to Lamar Jackson staying or leaving Baltimore. We'll talk about that and other NFL matters with the always fantastic Kimberly A. Martin. Hit her on Twitter at by Kimberly A. Does a great job covering the NFL, part of ESPN Catch on First Take and also on Get Up. Kimberly, I start right there. What does your gut tell you? What could be the end result with Lamar Jackson staying or getting out of Baltimore? You know what, Freddie? Good morning, guys. It, Good morning. A month ago, I was still like, okay, there's no way that Lamar's not a Raven in 2023. I do think the more time that goes by, as we inch closer to that March 7th date, um, I do wonder because if they put, they're going to put the tra- tag on him, is Lamar going to play on the tag? You know, there's all these other questions. And a year ago, we thought, okay, Ravens, you know, in the offseason, we thought, okay, the Ravens will pay Lamar Jackson. This will all be tied up before, this will all be straightened up before week one. And then week one, he was, he was on the field and didn't get a new deal. Um, the interesting thing to me really goes back to Lamar not having an agent. The fact that he doesn't have an agent, um, that if he did this scenario, all this would have been wrapped up a long time ago. He would not have gotten any chance of guaranteed money, though, because I think the Ravens and his agent probably would have met in the middle and the agent would have said, hey, take take this money. Um, so the fact that you have a player, whenever you have a talent, you have an employee trying to negotiate, his or her own deal, negotiations are about a business, right? It's, right? it's a business transaction. When you start trying to negotiate for yourself with your employer, it gets a little dicey because then it becomes personal because your employer is telling you, we love you, but 
And that's a hard thing to hear without that intermediary, that middleman that can that can sort of funnel information back and forth to you. So the Ravens and Lamar are still in the, in the process of talks. Uh, I have not gotten in any indication that both sides think this can't be worked out. Like, I, I, I don't get the sense that optimism is all lost. But I do think the longer that this is dragged out, um, you know, you can you can now potentially see there is a chance that Lamar Jackson wouldn't be a Raven, which just blows my mind. Yeah, it, it certainly probably would help if he had representation. It, it probably would help. But in the end, he's the client. The agent works for him. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the, the agent brings him back in terms of deal structure, he's going to be the one that says, I want it or I don't want it, because he clearly knows what's in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. On top of that, with him and his mom essentially helping him, because he's the only person that can talk directly to the team, as you mentioned, Kim, but he refer- he could also talk back to his mother, get the advice from his mother, give it back to the team. But there's a third party involved in this, and a lot of people, when we're talking about Lamar's situation, we forget to factor in the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. The NFLPA is guiding him in this direction. They got all the numbers, the contracts, the structures. Whenever someone does a deal, that particular deal goes to two places. It goes to the management council in the NFL to sign off on it. It goes to the NFLPA for them to sign off mm-hmm. on it. So the, the team is getting the uh, information from the league, and the players are getting it from the NFLPA. So no matter if he had an agent or not, he's the one in the end has to digest that number. And if that number's correct from a year ago, like Adam Shefty and Chris Martinson reported, $133 million of guaranteed money on his deal versus the $230, they are $100 million off to even have a conversation. Let's not even have you, – you're not $30 million off. You're $100 million off. So that conversation shouldn't even be had. Yeah, and just to piggyback what he's saying quickly, the fact that as we inch closer to this March 7th um, deadline for the tag – the, the the conflicting information that now is starting to seep out about whether Lamar wants full guarantees, doesn't want full guarantees, um, the, the offers from the Ravens, like all of that is uh, adds to my fear that this this may not be sal- this relationship may not be salvageable. I, I, I hope I hope it can be because Lamar, I can't imagine the Ravens offense without him. No doubt about that. Kimberly A. Martin does a great job as an ESPN NFL insider reporter joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Speaking of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Keyshawn was talking about how pretty Aaron Rodgers still is, the way oh, he throws the football and, and everything like that. Personally, I believe that Derek Carr should be the choice. What have you heard about what's up with the Jets quarterback search? Well, I can tell you right now, Freddie, the fact that Derek Carr is not officially a Jets quarterback right now um, tells you and the rest of us uh, that Aaron Rodgers is their first choice. Is Derek Carr the more sensible, safe, kind of choice 100 percent um and he's a free agent you know you could sign him right now um with like you can you know what i mean like you can yeah. get the get the ball moving and know that okay this is the guy that we're gonna end up with let's just uh, you know um the to me rogers it's clear that rogers is their choice um we don't uh, as far as rogers still has to first talk to the packers Rodgers still has to know exactly, lay, be able to lay out what he wants. Um, the fact that the Jets are sort of in wait mode to see what happens with Rodgers. 
Um, their GM, Joe Douglas, is expected to talk in Indy at the Combine tomorrow. Uh, I'll be in Indy. I'm flying out tomorrow as well. So while he can't talk about Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is a Packer, he's going to be asked a lot of questions about Rodgers tangentially and just where they stand at the veteran quarterback position. And also, you know, we saw photos of uh, Sala and Derek Carr having dinner in Jersey. So mm-hmm. we'll get more clarity as to where the Jets sort of are. As uh, you know, and I think that that's important. I understand Derek Carr. It makes sense. I do think for this GM Joe Douglas, once you use a number two overall pick on Zach Wilson, you need to swing for the fences and do everything you can to get an Aaron Rodgers. That said, it doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers will one hundred percent definitely win you a Super Bowl, but you have a much better chance with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback than you do Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Kim. You probably do. I mean, Derek Carr, cool, right? It's, okay, yeah, we can go out, whatever. But Danny Aaron Rodgers. Here we mm, go. Mm, mm. Like, here's the, like, here's the up, thing. Hook me here's up, the thing. Here's hook the thing. Up, here's Kim. the thing. I want Jets fan to have I'll good things, too. Girl, but this is like homecoming. It's like, do you, like, you want to take the pretty girl to homecoming. Like, you want to take the flyest girl in the school, the cutest girl in the Absolutely. school, right? But you also need to hedge your bets. Like, okay. A lot of dudes want the pretty girl, right? So let me just make sure my plan B, she's still cute. She's oh, still yeah, going to have, you know yeah, what I mean? She like, she's I can, still, I can make she's her like cute. an eight. She's I ain't like worried an about eight. that. So can, just in I, case, I mean, well, Key, you being a six, like, you probably would shoot for the ten, right, to sort of bring your average up. But you're going to still have the eight right there in your back pocket if things don't work out with the ten and home. Oh, I can, make, I can make car cute. That, that's, that's all that is, is. All that is is psychologically. All that is psychologically in your mind. Oh, we can mm, make Carr cute, we be- but we already know where Rogers is, yes. right? We already feel a certain way yes. about Aaron. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the reality of it. And you'll be at the combine. A lot of talk, Kim, this week. Yeah. Obviously, is going to surround some of the young rookie quarterbacks that'll be entering in to the NFL, and one in particular in Bryce Young. A lot of conversation yes. about his size and his size scares the living you-know-what out of me as far as the NFL goes. And I know a lot of people say, well, he played in the SEC. Let me tell you this. The SEC is not the NFL. Two different leagues. I understand the SEC is the king of college football, supposedly, and all that sort of stuff. But it's not the National Football League. Is size really going to be an issue? So I will say, uh, you know, I spoke to a GM last night who pretty much key echoed your sentiments. Um, he said, I wouldn't be, he did say, I wouldn't be scared off by the size, but it's definitely a concern. And I understand that because, um, you know, college football, yeah, he played in in the best, like, like I get all that, but in the NFL, there are, there are elite dudes everywhere. He's not gonna be able to hide. The speed is, the speed of the game is different. The physicality is different. The size of dudes is different. Um, and so fair or, fair or not, Bryce Young is going to have to answer those questions this week. He's going to have to be confronted with questions about his size and what are, you know, our teams talking to him about it. And we're obviously going to be asking different teams about where, where they see him. I will say the counterpoint, when Devontae Smith was, a, was you know, heading into the draft, mm-hmm. we all talked about how, oh, gosh, he's really, he's really skinny, yeah, man. Skinny he's legs t- and all. Yep. I don't know. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Devontae Smith did all right. I understand different position, different skill set. I get it. 
there were still questions about Lamar Jackson. I remember standing in his podium, in front of his podium, and having he had to field questions about, mm, do you really think that you can be a quarterback in the NFL? Do you think that it might be better to switch positions? Like, what do you think, Lamar? So, the, <laughs> so my point in bringing all that up, because in hindsight, the questions look really dumb now. No one knows what Bryce Young will be in the NFL. But the the reality is there will be teams that love his skill set but are scared off by the size, and that's unfortunate. I will say I'd rather have a dog. I'd rather have a dog as my QB than some guy who looks pretty, like who look, who has the right measurables, who's got the height and can throw a pretty ball. Because when, when you got to read a defense real quick and you got to make be decisive and know where your guys are, like and when you're trailing in games and you need somebody to come in and be like, we got this, let's go. I want that kind of QB. I understand he may be 5'11", whatever, um, but but that's just me. But I understand if you're going to invest a lot um, as an organization, you need to be sure. Yeah, no you doubt know, about I, that. I, I, I love his skill set. I love his uh, tenacity, his moxie, all the quarterback lingo that's out there about <laughs> quarterbacks. I love all that. <laughs> if he was 6'1 Sub four four, that is for that style quarterback is ideal. But when you're not overly fast, and you're very slight, and you're not overly tall, it scares me as someone who would be basing my future right. on this type of quarterback. And and I know there's outliers, right? Oh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is thick, thick. Oh, there's Drew Brees. Drew Brees is in the perfect situation with Sean Payton throughout the years. And you say, well, what about this quarterback? What about that quarterback? John Dorsey drafted Baker Mayfield. He is no longer a general manager, okay? <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury drafted Kyler Murray and Steve Kahn. Guess what? Both of them are unemployed right now. So when you look at those sort of things, and we talk about Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith is Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison's in the damn Hall of Fame. We've seen receivers look like that, different positions. But we haven't seen quarterbacks like uh, 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 Young mm-hmm. turn out to be anything other than a guy that played in the NFL for a few years. So that's the scary part. Yeah, well, we'll see exactly how scary that is, especially when Bryce Young is not going to throw at the Combine. Kimberly, have a safe flight. Enjoy the Combine. Thanks yeah, so much, safe, my friend. Safe flight, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Kim. <Keith. laughs> Kimberly A. Martin hit her on Twitter by Kimberly A. Joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. And, boy, people are hot and bothered, not about the NFL Combine, but Major League Baseball and rule changes. We'll get to that quickly next. Dr. George F. Grant was not looking to make history when he invented the golf tee. The Harvard grad and prominent dentist was simply trying to make a hard game a little less frustrating for his golfing buddies in Boston. Before the team, golfers had to carry buckets of dirt from hole to hole and build small mounds to place their golf balls. You probably had no idea that his invention would change golf forever. Black History Always, celebrating Black History Month on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. League Baseball's opening day. That one back there on its way. Gone! This game is over. How's that to start the season? The countdown has begun. Thursday, March 30th on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. 
You can also listen on the ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. In the big league. It is Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Got Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, ESPN 2 and ESPNU. Major League Baseball wants to quicken the game. And a lot of people don't like it. By the way, a spring training game ended on a pitch clock violation. For those who don't know, these are the MLB rule changes. There'll be a 30-second timer between the batters. Between pitches, there'll be a 15-second timer with the bases empty and a 20-second timer with runners on base. Or it gets worse. The pitcher must begin his motion to deliver the pitch before the expiration of the pitch timer. Pitchers who violate this rule will be charged an automatic ball. Batters who violate the timer rule are charged with automatic strike. Batters must be in the box and alert to the pitcher by the 8-second mark or else be charged with automatic strike. And with runners on base... The timer resets if the pitcher attempts a pickoff or steps off the rubber. Tim Kirkson, ESPN Major League Baseball insider, what say you? This might be a terrible analogy, but this would be like the NBA taking the three-point shot and putting it in, making adjustments to the lane like no zone defense or whatever you want to do, and changing the time on the shot clock from 24 seconds to, say, 18 seconds and doing it all in the same year. That would be an enormous adjustment, and that's what baseball is facing. Key, your thoughts? The floor is yours. Well, he, he, he's right. There's a lot to, to think of. When you think about the 30-second the time between batters, 15 seconds with the pitchers, mm-hmm. empty bases, 20-second time runner, with runners on base, then if I go and I step off the rubber – to go check first, the clock starts over again. And if I'm a batter and I step into the box, the clock automatically starts at 8. Now all of a sudden, I got a bug in my eye or a bug that flew in my mouth. Now I got to readjust try to – no, I'm serious. I know you are. I'm now still all laughing. of a sudden, I got this bug in my eye. Are you getting ready to restart the clock? Because I got a bug in my eye. I'm going to have to stand there. In, in swing with a bug in my eye or a bug in my Like, I don't understand this whole rule change uh-huh. in the way that they did it one at a time. Let's right. start with the pitcher. 
Let's start with the pitcher first and foremost. 15 seconds. Let's give him that. Then maybe you go to the batter. But as far as all the bases loaded and if a bases got runners on it, I don't even think that that should even be in the equation. It should be pitcher, batter, and that's pretty much it. Major League Baseball did this to themselves because everybody always talks about, well, the game doesn't have a clock. Maybe that should have been the clock in the back of guys' heads to just get in there and do your business and get out of there. Too many times that guys were just wasting time with your pitchers throwing off the rubber and throwing over the first and stepping off the rubber, batter stepping in and out of the box. And people are like, look, if you're going to take your time doing that, we're not going to take our time watching, especially when it comes to the younger people. And that's where Major League Baseball felt they had to go from zero to all the way across because they'll tweak things, Key. You know this. But when- if I got but if I got Vince Coleman or Ozzie Newsom or or Ozzie Newsom, I'm sorry. Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith. Um, or I have uh Ricky Henderson at first or second. I got to step off the rubber and check them right, a couple exactly. times. But, but a couple of times, not a couple of times. I got hundred. Machado over there. I got to check. Right, but not a couple hundred. A couple of times, yes. A couple hundred, yeah. no. Yeah, well, they're, they're not doing it that many times. But it, they they're over-exaggerating to, yeah, it. Yeah, but they're taking too long to do it. And Major League Baseball is trying to quicken them up. Good luck. I'll say that. I don't know if this is going to actually work. Baseball is supposed to be slow and boring. They need to quicken it up. Well, I don't know. Slow, yes. Boring, I don't know about that. But that's where it is when it comes to Major League Baseball. There's nothing slow and boring about Damian Lillard. He did it again. But how should we view him being loyal in Portland? That's next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.